0: Hey there, everybody. Null here, joined, of course, by... Bran. And I just wanted to take a second to thank you guys for all the support that you've given us. Um, it's been fantastic so far. Primarily, I actually just wanted to give a quick update on the Ontario versus Quebec listener contest that we're kind of holding unofficially. Quebec is currently sitting at 34 downloads, while Ontario is sitting at 39 so we're we're pretty thrilled with that.
1: Yeah, that is that is very exciting. Um, and uh, so I guess Ontario is currently my favorite Canadian province. Uh, you are welcome to change my mind at any time. Any other Canadian province, um, the the easiest way to do that is by downloads. However, I will also also I will also take cash bribes and chocolate, and cats. I will also accept lots and lots. There's one more thing we should mention. You may notice that we sound completely different right now than we do in the rest of the episode. Uh, You may, if you've made it this far, have noticed that we do seem to have constant audio problems. And here's hoping that we have brought those to an end. Uh, We have brought... Uh, Here's hoping we've brought that to... Motherfucker. Here's hoping the audio issues have come... To sh- no, stop it! I have something to say.
0: You're doing it
2: badly.
1: You're doing it badly because
2: I have got me. to do it.
1: Yeah, uh, here's hoping our audio issues have come to an end. Uh, we have um, bought some. <laughs> this is the episode where Morgan Null gets stabbed. Um, here... here's hoping this is the. Uh episode where i murder morgan no no here's <laughs> yeah you know, we do have a limited amount of time uh here's hoping our audio issues have come to an end uh we bought um a new recording setup um that uh gives us a lot more control over the recording process
0: and you won't um, be able to hear more of it until episode 13 yeah uh
1: so well. sit tight hopefully you can tolerate the way i attempt to fix
0: all the audio issues we've been dealing with. Oh, uh, one final thing. Keep an eye out for episode 10. We've got big announcements for episode 10. We do?
1: It's September 18th, the day I ruined my life. Or it would have been, except to resurrect the angel I killed... I used a deck of magic playing cards to go back in time by a month. I've changed everything. I'm hunting a dragon with a kidnapper fire mage. I'm starting to think I ruined my life all over again, but god damn do I look good doing it.
0: And welcome back to Midtown Mythos. Everything has gone awry, everything is on fire, or more accurately it will be in probably right about half an hour. So. Bran, where did we leave off? Um, if I recall correctly,
1: I believe I was driving Keith, uh, chasing after a dragon, uh, in my old taxi, because I've gone back in time.
0: Well, it's not your old taxi. It's it's a different taxi. Oh, that's right, yes. Because you were like, I'm not going to steal the taxi from my past self. I'm going to see if, if Casey will give me one. Yeah, and Casey did, because Casey's a fool. <sighs> Actually, I just noticed for some reason i don't have casey back on your oh i don't don't, um where did i put my notebook is it behind my computer you stuck it in your bag or your box what the
1: fuck did i do that for
0: because you're a dingbat
1: are you sure i I think i stuck stuck
0: it back in the bag why would you do that because
1: i'm silly
2: you
0: silly i guess i actually never took casey off my contacts even though i should have you really should have yeah i forgot though to those ends i've actually decided i'm not going to erase people off of your contact sheet anymore because you're constantly trying to rebuild and then destroy the same contact bridges. So I'm just going to put an X next to the people <laughs> you're not talking to. That's
2: probably a good idea.
0: Alex is just broken trash, and I love Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. Just like me. Do you have your dice out, by the way, or did you screw that, too? I put them somewhere. Oh, there they are. there. Hey, be careful with the cords. <laughs> Yay!
1: Okay, uh, first action I'm going to take is as I'm driving, I'm going to adjust to my rear-view mirror so I can have a better uh, view of myself.
0: Actually, first action we're going to take... Uh,
1: I just took a first action. Is
0: slow. I need to explain something to our dear listeners. What's that? You should know. I'm going to explain it now, and then she'll go,
1: Oh, yeah, that!
0: Okay, you need to not do that. Clippy boy. I'll clip your boy.
1: Anyway. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think you uh, you have to call a rabbi for that. It. or a doctor that was a circumcision joke i'm not sure i've ever made one of those before <laughs> certainly not in the
0: podcast anyway this is getting even further off topic than i want to take it so we're going to try and lean it back a little bit because we don't actually have all night we're starting this at 1 a.m which is weird and terrible and we should feel guilty and bad as people anyway so the original six traits for the game were fortitude hand eye uh speed charisma Intellect and instinct. I had to think about that for a second because I'm not staring at the original list, and I have the memory of a goldfish.
1: It's true. I can I can confirm.
0: But I realized, everyone, that in the ten years of Ryan's game, I think I've actually had people rule charisma three times. That's terrible. Just the way that I run the game, it just doesn't end up actually requiring charisma rolls because I expect players to actually roleplay. So. Instead, I decided to break Hand Eye down into its base parts, which really it should have been anyway, but it didn't quite function in terms of the numbers. So now the current things are Fortitude, Vision, Finesse, Speed, Intellect, and Instinct. Uh, We have divvied up the numbers that were originally between Hand Eye and Charisma to at least keep things semi-fair for everyone, Um, and I have converted otherwise all of the previous NPCs so that they can continue to appear in more or less the same context that they have in the past, without too much variation. So that little addendum aside, let's get the hell into the game now. So what was your first action? Because I completely zoned out on you speaking.
1: Uh, I'm um, going to adjust my rearview mirror to have a better look at myself.
0: You (laughs) smug, arrogant hussy. Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful, what can I say? I'm not going to give that an adamant response. So continuing forward... Uh, Keith notices you adjusting the rear view mirror to stare at yourself and asks, "Did you just adjust the rear view mirror to stare at yourself?" No right all right it, it definitely kind of looked like you did.
1: No, so... no, I just uh you know I'm uh, just trying to uh, get a good um view out the back. yeah, uh, and so I adjust it again. Uh, to try to make it less obvious that I'm only using it to stare at myself.
0: Only using it to stare at yourself now.
1: Mostly using it to stare at myself. I might use it for traffic and stuff once in a while.
0: Okay. I mean, it's a mirror, and I'm going to look in it. That's what I do. Fair enough. So I'm pretty. As you're continuing along, uh, you are actually outright about to leave Hartford, and you're about to travel into the edge of Boomgaard. This is not the first time you've been in Boom Guard, but Keith, not knowing that you've never, uh, that you, that you have been in Boom <laughs> Strike Guard. Strike that, reverse it. <laughs> yeah, not knowing that you've been in Boom Guard asks, have you ever been in Boom Guard?
1: I have, yes. Kind of. Sort
0: of. It's a really long story. I'll actually remind you, by the way, that you actually have the future version of his notebook in the timeline where he died. Yeah, I know, I remember I still have his notepad. yeah. Notebook pad, yeah. Don't argue with me. That Yes. He's sort of grinning as he's flipping through his copy of the notebook and asks, well, I mean, we've got a bit of a drive ahead of us. Mm. Hit me. What do you got? Um, well,
1: um, uh, would you believe time travel?
0: Bullshit, but alright, continue.
1: Yeah. Um, let's just say that I traveled through time um with a friend of mine in order to um um keep myself from killing somebody I shouldn't have killed and then now I'm chasing a dragon instead which is kind of throwing off my plans but you know you, you do what you got to do um I got to save this friend of mine and uh otherwise uh the person uh this is complicated. Okay, so I gotta I gotta save this friend of mine, cause otherwise the person that I gotta keep myself from killing isn't gonna wanna help me fix my brain. Got that?
0: Actually, that makes a lot more sense than time travel. Well. Okay, it, but it,
1: I mean, I know. traveled back in time to do all these things.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the time travel doesn't make sense to me. That part does. I mean, I get it. You gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, that's beginning and end. I get that. Yeah. If it helps you at all, sleep at night. I've been having the shittiest week oh yeah
1: what uh,
0: what happened to you i've got a kid monster locked in a warehouse you don't say yeah so check this this woman gets in touch with me because she knows that i like to do mercenary work trying to help people fix shit make sure the town's not on fire right and it turns out that she's members or she's a member of a weird asshole group they're this religious order but they believe that all monsters are evil. And it's like, alright, that's that seems a little bit extremist, but fine, what you got? What do you what do you want me to do exactly? And she's like, we're trying to fix the vampires. And goddammit, would you believe that that's actually something I would love them to do? So I ask, alright, what do you need from me then? You're trying to fix the vampires? What do you need? And she's like, I need you to kidnap a little girl and keep her in a warehouse until we can take her to cure her. I'm like, that sounds fucking bonkers. And then she's like, we will pay you very well. I'm like, I'm in. Because you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. The conversation lapses again into silence. Whilst you stare at yourself. How long are you gonna go without speaking? (laughs) Um. The entire way. (laughs)
1: I don't know. Alex just kind of remembers Keith not being super talkative the first time and doesn't want to uh, annoy him, I guess.
0: Good idea. Good idea.
1: Yeah, um, yeah Alex is going to stay quiet for a while. Okay. I wonder if the microphones picked up that stomach noise.
0: I'm wondering if they Sweet. picked up mine. Because I heard a glorb out of you. Yeah. And I heard a lurk out yeah. of me. So, We're all uh,
1: digesting our McDonald's.
0: Anyway, so, after a while, Keith is like, are you tired? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty tired. Do you want me to drive? (laughs) Yeah, right. And he looks out the window for a second and says, pull over, I'm gonna drive, but while I'm driving, I want you to start carving a bow.
1: Carving a bow?
0: Yeah, we're gonna grab... A length of wood, and we're going to make you a bow and some arrows. I mean, they're not going to be fancy, but, I mean, you said that's what you like, right?
1: <clears throat> I, just, I can't imagine it's that easy, but, I mean, I guess cavemen had to start somewhere. So do I, I suppose.
0: I mean, unless you have a better idea, I guess we could always try and find a uh, freaking Walmart out here in the freaking boonies.
1: Rick's Sporting Goods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the cab stops and you step out of the driver's seat and everything is sore.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean I my head probably and my uh oh, speaking of sore, I was going to take some ibuprofen and then I got distracted. <laughs> Uh, Alex pulls the car over and runs off into the forest and finds a magical tree and then turns it into the best fucking bow ever. And then they name it... Beauregard.
0: You're going to now roll a d20 for Vision to see if you can find a decent tree to try and break a stick off of.
1: What did I roll? A four. Oh, of course. So no.
0: I'm gonna have a very shitty bow. You're looking around, and you can't find anything good. You're going to go back in and look on the other side of the road, try the forest and the trees on the other side of the road, and see if you can find a better tree hurry before I decide to go with the four. <laughs>
1: uh, nine. It is' slightly better than a four. Not a whole lot better, but it is better than a four.
0: It's almost... It, it's actually more than double yeah. what you had before. It's still not great, though. No, but it, it doesn't qualify as a cataclysmic failure. No, that would be a one.
1: At which point I would find a stone and try to make a bow out of that and <laughs> fail.
0: I'll go ahead and actually provide some context on this as well. If it's a 1, I count it as a, an absolute failure to an extent where it I get gets hit a- by
1: a car as I'm crossing the road.
0: I wouldn't quite go that far, but you might, say, accidentally brush against a lot of poison ivy. Ooh. Or you might slam your head into a branch while you're turning around and concuss yourself even harder than you already yeah, have. I was
1: going to say, because that's exactly what I need, is more head trauma. Yeah,
0: and like cutting your time in half. Um, on the other hand, if it's between a 2 and a 5, then... It's not good. Uh, you're probably going to have a negative day, um, between six and ten. I believe it is. And it's a failure, but it's not going to be hurtful mm-hmm. per se. Um, Let's move forward. Yeah, the point is, it, I sort of cut it into quarters okay. to provide context to how bad it is or how good it is. Uh, so that's that's marginally better. It's, it's a whole other bracket. So you managed to find not the best kind of wood for this it it should really be a different type of tree but at least you're going to be able to make a sturdy enough bow that it won't just snap the first time you try to use it okay so as you're emerging from the woods having found that much and you'll be able to actually use some string to make a halfway decent um string for the bow bow string bow string Thank you. I, I it feel might like have dumber. A, it might have a fancier name than that, but I... I feel dumber Dumb. the more I try and describe a bow and an arrow. Um, because obviously I'm not legless, unlike yeah. you. Yeah. So, Fucking you're... as bitch. There you go. So, you're emerging from the woods, semi-triumphant. And Keith looks at it at the length of wood that you have. And that you're going to be whittling in the backseat. And just mutters... You couldn't find any better?
1: No, I looked on both sides of the road, and I the pickings were slim.
0: That? I don't know. I ain't seen a bow made out of stuff like that before. That just looks flimsy.
1: Are you, are you signaling for me to roll again, or are you just pushing those towards me? Just pushing them towards you. Okay. Did I grab stuff for arrows as well? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not going to make you roll for those. I'm just okay. assuming you've got some arrows. In fact, I'm going to even go ahead and assume that you're just whittling everything in the back seat yeah, where you're going. using my overwrite knife? Yes. Uh, which does provide an excellent cutting edge. Yay! There. Does it dull or no? Uh, you have not encountered a dulling on anything. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to say that you managed to make actually, you know what? Uh, do another roll. I don't care if you use one of those dice or grab a new one, but that roll is going to then decide how many arrows you get. Okay. So, hope it's not a one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that one feel lucky? Does not it feel like Sorry,
1: microphone, I'm moving you. So that I can actually have a proper like angle on that nice rolling tray thing. Oh, of course, that's where I get my 20. 20 arrows for me. That's not a bad thing. No. More arrows equals better. Yeah. So while you're in the back. What seat- should I write the bow as? Shitty homemade bow? I just wrote it as bow. Okay. I'm still writing that shitty homemade bow.
0: By all means, go for it. So, um. 20 arrows. While you're whittling a shitty homemade bow and some shitty homemade arrows in the back of your shitty, not homemade cab, <laughs> we're going to actually shift gears real quick. Whoa. Whoa, indeed. Getting crazy up in here. Crazy, because we're going to actually be bringing in Itsy. Yay! She actually gets to speak and have a play in yeah. the game. Yay! Yay. We didn't get to do a whole lot last episode. Yeah. Did you? I've really been dead for a while,
2: so that. Yeah. it has an effect on people. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: okay. So, <laughs> you are alive again. Yes. I'm presuming you're not still currently in the compound. No. You've been beginning your travels to go and. Figure out where your friend is. Yes. So tell me, where are you presently? You don't need to have an exact place in mind. Just an approximation of where Rain would be hanging out to take a breather.
2: Oh, hanging out? Well, I was kind of envisioning myself, like,
0: walking through a forest. Oh, that's totally okay. <laughs> so walking through a forest? Yes. All right, that works perfectly. So, Rain, you are walking through a forest... Uh, you have decided to take sort of a slower, low path. The scenic route, yes. Yes. Uh, It gives you more time to think about, furthermore, what you've already been through. Because although you don't remember much from your time dead, you do know that you are from a different timeline. Right. And a broken future.
2: So I don't remember being
0: absorbed into my body. All you remember is that this was not your body, but it is, at the same time. Okay. You remember your you, but this is not the same you that belongs here.
2: Right. Obviously, I still remember Alex, though.
0: Yes. It's it's dim, but you do remember Alex, and specifically you remember having a disagreement about them, mm-hmm. or with them, more accurately. And that... They needed your help with something, but you don't remember what. Okay. So, there's not a lot of context on that. It's all very foggy. Right. But what's important right now is roll a d20, please. Okay. 16. That is quite adequate. You notice as you're wandering, something is moving in your peripheral vision. Okay. Okay. Ducking between trees, rolling in behind rocks, crawling through the leaves, something is following me. Okay. In fact, to be accurate, a couple of things are following me. Mm. What would you like to do? Run. (laughs) All right. Uh, Go ahead and roll again, please. 17. I am 16.
1: 17. Apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So 17 is, again, perfectly adequate. You take off running at a pretty solid rate of speed. But the problem is, whatever the things are that are following you are managing to keep pace. Okay. You're noticing, though, because they're not able to just duck between trees going this fast, trying to keep up with you, that they're people in these—I'm not going to call them elegant outfits per se—but they're very, they're very much ceremonial in nature. Okay. But they're also designed to be efficient. These are ceremonial outfits designed for working, for being on the move. It's Dude. a ceremony on the go.
2: Ceremony to go. <laughs> <laughs> <I> New <need> business. <this. laughs>
0: I think they've already got that in Vegas. Rooms to go,
2: I'm coming for you.
0: <laughs> I'm going to bless this couch while it's being transported at high speed down the highway. <laughs> so, today's <Jeez>, fast paced world. <laughs> you don't recognize where these people are from or what these clothes could represent. Mm-hmm. You just recognize they're important, they're very fancy. And that it's made so that they can be functional in
2: Okay. I'm aware that I'm in danger.
0: (laughs) That's the thing, is you're not seeing weapons. Hmm, okay. Yeah, you are not seeing weapons, but you are seeing these outfits. Mm -hmm. Both of them are in matching outfits. This means something.
2: How many creatures or how many people are there? Can I tell? Go ahead and roll again.
0: Fourteen. As far as you can tell, two. Okay.
2: So I shout to them who goes there.
0: And one of them replies in this low voice, Emissaries. Hmm.
2: And why are you following me?
0: You are an abomination.
2: No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> they don't try and argue with you. Are you continuing to run? Yes. <laughs> Roll again. All the rolls, all the time. Thirteen. So unfortunately, that's not quite fast enough. Okay. One of them catches up to you somewhat and grabs hold of the hem of your robes. Oh, goodness. This is going to slow you down to basically stop. But you do have the option of trying to shake loose from them or attacking.
2: Do I have my lightning rod? You do. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to try and swat them with my lightning rod.
0: Swat? Stab?
2: Slash. Slash?
0: Slash. 20 again. 15. Okay. You take a swipe, and you do manage to cut some of the fabric right on the front of this guy's ceremonial whatever this is. Mm -hmm. Some of the fabric tears away, but you can see more fabric and plated... It almost looks like ceramic underneath. Like armor? Yeah, like, like a good old fashioned ceramic armor. Okay. He takes a small step backward, moves his arms clear to make sure they don't get cut, and then reaches for you again. You have an opportunity to dodge aside. Yes, I'll dodge. 14. 14. Not too shabby, not too shabby. You do manage to dodge this time, they're close. You can feel the breeze of their hand ruffling your robes, but they don't manage to grab you this time. Okay. The other person, meanwhile, has caught up and is trying to flank. I'd like to blink. Alright, um, there's a lot of trees around you, uh, where do you want to blink? Just behind someone, or into a tree, or onto a rock, or... Into, like, a darker patch of the wood. Okay. Uh, well, for that one, we're actually going to need the 5v6. Oh, 5 v Oh, all 5. All 5.
2: Yep.
0: And that result is... 9, 13, 15,
2: 19.
0: That'll do it. So you go to blink to a darker patch. Unfortunately, it's not quite sunset yet. It's it's getting dim, but it's not quite sunset yet. Okay. So you blink into the shadow of a tree. It's going to be kind of your best bet right now. Mm-hmm. And you try an edge behind the tree so that you're like not in plain sight. Because otherwise, just standing in the shadow, your robes are all white. That's not going to keep you hidden long. They look around for you for a second. And they gesture to each other. You, you can just sort of see it peeking around the edge. And they begin to look for you. Well that D20 again. Let me get these somewhat cleared out of the way for you here. Ten. That's not gonna be good. Okay. So it takes a minute for them to find you, but one of them eventually notices the hem of your robe caught on a teeny tiny, not, not even quite a stick, just a little bit of undergrowth right by the tree. And they come running towards it, and thus towards you. You do have an opportunity to react. What do you want to do?
2: I'd like to try and stab.
0: D20. 20. Beautiful. <laughs> also grotesque.
1: That's a good stab roll. Yes. Especially with the lightning rod. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, I will give you a choice. Do you want to run them through or leave the tip embedded? Just Mm. the tip. Just the tip. I think we've made that joke before about this weapon. Pro. I think I will leave the tip embedded. (laughs) So you stab through between the armor plates, directly into the meat of this person. And they yelp in surprise... But the yelp goes from a ah! to a ah! as you watch lightning crackle down through them. You're lifting the rod up, lifting them off of the ground. Lightning is crackling down from their feet to the ground, setting the leaves on fire. Their eyeballs burst out, like clear out of their skulls, just jelly in the air lightning and flames begin to shoot from their eye sockets smoke begins to pour from all the holes in your head as you smell cooking meat in the air
1: so basically what I did to you
0: <laughs> but <Yeah>. worse <laughs> it's I don't know, about the same you, oh. you cooked the crap out of rain and something about this you remember that's how you died and something about this is both deeply upsetting and incredibly satisfying hmm. The other person is horrified watching their friend die. Good. But they're not backing away. They're still walking very slowly towards you.
2: You might want to watch
0: yourself. (laughs) They hold out their hands in a calming gesture and say, We don't intend you harm. They they did not need to die.
2: Could have said that earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Then why are they you following a me?
1: And calling them an abomination. I'm on Team Itzy over here. A Team Rain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Maybe no. Maybe the t-shirts made. Fuck Team Emissary.
0: Uh, don't say that because we now we actually hashtag. have to offer t-shirts now that say Team Rain <laughs> on them in giant letters. No one's Make gonna buy a Team Alex shirt. We just need a Team Rain okay. shirt.
1: Wrong.
2: <laughs>
0: I know exactly one person on Team Alex, and that's Alex. They want to bang themselves. I'm sorry. That's End of real. story.
2: Right now, yes.
0: <laughs> so, as this emissary continues walking forward, they explain, you're an abomination to the universe. We do not mean you harm.
2: That still does not sound good. <laughs>
0: because it's not. What you are doing is you are serving as a thorn in the side of reality. You do not belong here. You died in a different world. This version of you is not supposed to be here. This version of you is not supposed to know the things that you know. You have corrupted this version of you and this timeline. You are poisoned to reality. I beg of you to turn back and go resume your station. That's nonsense. They take a deep breath and say, Under order of the god Osiris, I beg of you to go return to your station.
2: And what benefit does that have to me?
0: Not destroying this reality that you have decided to call home in forsaking your own. Well...
2: It is hard to argue with that. Maybe I should go back.
0: It would be recommended.
2: I guess I have no choice.
0: The emissary takes a step back and says, I can go with you if you need. I will clear problems out of your way. I just need you to return back.
2: Why should I trust you?
0: Why should I trust you? Fair enough. And he nods. And you can't see his face. There's this mask that shrouds everything but the eyes. And this heavy hood pulled up. But you get this feeling that they're pleased. And they lower their arms back down at their sides. Okay. Are you going to
1: throw the lightning rod like a javelin?
0: I mean, the lightning rod is still currently in their friend. So.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take
0: that out now. <laughs> They're you not know, cooking. You drop the. Uh, they're still cooking. It's it's a burning freaking just. It's char. it's hot. <laughs> yeah, you you drop the, ashen corpse of mm-hmm. their friend to the act ground
1: them off the end of the thing. Tap it like your <laughs> <not a> cigarette.
0: <laughs> Here's the worst part: when the body hits the ground, it just collapses in on itself into a pile of not quite ash, like clumps of, almost of the texture of a wasp nest. Just this ashen pile of wasp-nest corpse. Like dried clay, kind of. Kind of, yeah. And as as Bran was suggesting, you sort of knock the ash off the end of the lightning rod. And the emissary looks at their dead friend, less pleased. (laughs) I would imagine. (laughs) So what would you like to do?
2: Well,
1: right lightning rod like a javelin. No,
2: no, no! I'll be good, and I will go back to my station.
0: I will mention that that is not a
2: great idea. Which is funny because you just said that. Not doing so was not a great
0: idea. The emissary said yeah, yeah, true, true, very true. I am not the emissary. Very true. <laughs> I am a higher power than any of them. And yeah, I, I just didn't remember race. that it no, was the
2: emissary and not you.
0: I personally know that you very much should ignore this person. So I am going to poke my head in as your instinct. Let me see if I'm able to do that. Uh, roll the beautiful marble die of I'm amazing. That was a negative. That, that was a one. That was a crit fail. You don't know shit. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Fuck. Yeah, you really you really
1: should have done the roll before you already told them this is a bad
0: idea. Well, I mean, it's, it's still not a great idea. Yeah. I mean, basically, to provide context, which Rain would know a little bit of this anyway. Not a lot, but a little bit. Mm. There is a cult out there. That you now know worships Osiris, where their entire purpose is if someone is going to deviate from fate, quote-unquote fate, this cult seeks them out, and if they don't follow everything to the letter, if they have knowledge they're not supposed to have, this cult kills them. Okay. So, although they have expressed that all they need you to do is toe the line, the problem is... You having this other knowledge, how are you supposed to toe that line exactly? It's harder to bullshit that you don't know something and make a choice based on what you don't know than it is to not know and simply do a thing. Okay. Instinct will override is the point. Okay. For example, Bran has a hard time not metagaming sometimes because they will find something out and will change their behavior based on something that they found out that they weren't necessarily supposed to know. It's harder then for Bran to change gears and to play along with, oh no, I don't know that, rather than going along with it. So sometimes if you catch Bran stuttering along through a sentence and seemingly having a hard time making a decision... About eight times out of ten is because they know something already they're not supposed to know I
1: would not say it's that often. You are not that bad about keeping secrets.
0: (laughs) I've gotten a lot better about it. It's really prevalent in, I'd say, probably about the first three or four episodes. Wouldn't you say? I don't know. About the first three or four episodes, there's a lot of little moments like that. I've tried to get a lot better about not cluing her in on things. So. Anyway. GM intrusion out make thine choice on what thou shalt do.
2: Well, it's hard to make any other choice now, um, based on what you told me. Um, But that would be metagaming, so... I mean, it
0: wouldn't be too much of metagaming because Rain would, in character, be aware that the cult of, now they know Osiris, is dangerous.
2: Okay. They would know at least that much. So I second guess myself um, because I have a bad feeling about this person, um, and I am going to I'm going to blink and and kind of disappear on him, kind of ghost a little bit. Where are you going to ghost to? Just away, the furthest point away that I can see.
0: Okay. Uh, roll your d. Six. Zoop, zoop. And we have. What's that?
2: 16, 18,
0: 20. That's, yeah, that's really quite good. Uh, obviously, it's not a perfect score, but that's still up there. That's quite good. Um, Alright, so. You blink a colossal distance. They sort of stumble around for a second trying to figure out what the hell just happened. And by the time that you notice they've spotted you, you are well ahead of them. You will have no problem keeping a solid pace if you just keep running. Okay. And, and then, I will run. Yeah, and in these woods, you're probably going to lose them as soon as the sun sets. So,
2: Which should be happening soon.
0: So. Pretty soon, yeah. you decimate estimate within the next 30, 35 minutes tops. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be a run, but you're still going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And you still don't know exactly where you're running to, but you do at least have a pretty good idea you're running the right direction. hmm So. That brings us back over to you.
1: A quick aside. Uh, whenever, um, whenever Alex's head gets fixed, I know what song should be the, the theme for that episode. Uh, fix... Oh,
0: that reminds me, guys. Um, don't worry, you'll get your second... Because, I mean, I, I've got this weird impression that, especially for the episode that we've already released, that people just don't fucking know this yet. Don't make faces at me. I will throw all of these at your head. Over on the blog, there are songs. I post one each time that an episode is released, which I feel best coincides with that song. Now she can tell you what the hell song she thinks needs to go along with Alex getting their brain not bloody.
1: Uh, Fix Me by Black Flag. Uh, due to the chorus, fix me, fix my head, fix me, please, I don't want to be dead. And then the, uh, the final one is, uh, fix me, uh, fix, oh wait, no, that's the same thing again.
0: Okay, you, you've ruined your timing. You had a really good run during the first mention of the first chorus. Yeah. I really like I that. read
1: it, I read it wrong. <laughs> I thought I read a different thing. Um, oh, here It's the part uh, above it. Someday I'll feel no pain. Someday I won't have a brain. <laughs> They'll take away the part that hurts and let the rest remain. I will listen to Black Flag in forever. I'm to listen to the song again.
0: Incidentally, you should definitely share that to the Twitter because depending on what happens, you might end up being better by the end of this episode. It all depends how it plays out. Nifty. Yeah, but it, it's going to very much depend on a lot of elements that I don't know if they're all going to pull together. Here's open. Here's hoping. But if they don't, you can still share that to the Twitter when it does happen.
1: Yay. And you're going to share it to the blog or no?
0: I mean, I might, but it might not be the song for the episode because mm. if it happens this episode, I'm sorry. The dragon is going to take fucking precedent ah. because that is a much bigger deal than Alex Alex's bloody little brain.
1: What song for the
0: dragon? I'm not going to tell you that yet. You get to see it and people get to go to the blog to look it up. I'm going to throw dice at you. I hate that noise. I hate that noise so much I can't even tell you. I can't even express to you how much when you make that noise, I just want to pull on your hair and scream. I'm done. Okay,
1: carry on. Thank you. My
0: way we're done. Thank you, my dear friend, because otherwise this will be the end of you. I will kill you. Please. Please never make that sound again.
1: I, I, I'm i not going to promise that. You know how often
0: I make that noise. I know, and every time that you make it towards me, I just want to scream. I don't know why it pisses me off as much as it does. I can deal with so many of your other quirks because I love you to death. You are such a great human being, but that sound makes me want to rip my hair out and feed it to you. Unless you want to eat every hair off of my head...
1: I don't want to eat any hair off your head, let alone every hair off your
0: head. Then... Please, for the love of God, resist the urge to make that sound. Thank you, and good night. (laughs) Anyway. So, as Keith is driving and you're in the back whittling, Keith mutters, fuck, I think it just went into a cave.
1: Uh, the dragon? Yes. Do you think that's where, like, it lives?
0: No, 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 no. Dragons don't live this far north they they live down in the deep deep south
1: all right um so do you think it knows we're following it
0: no i think it's set uh setting up some kind of temporary roost i mean i could be wrong maybe maybe this is one of the rare ones that do live up here but i think it's setting up some kind of temporary roost to rest and rehydrate and eat
1: okay um, so uh I'm going to uh inside my head I'm going to pray to Lucifer for guidance. Alright.
0: Haven't done that in a while. Correct. So as you're saying they're praying, uh what are you saying to Lucy? Uh my lord Lucifer,
1: please guide me and give me the strength I need to fight this dragon. Alex doesn't really know how to pray to Lucifer yet. They were raised in a Christian household and uh, and went to church and shit as a child, though as an adult, they uh, as soon as they were out of their parents' you know, clutches, they said, fuck that, to all of that.
0: Every time that someone says clutches, my brain just thinks of a clutch of turtle eggs, and I just picture little <laughs> turtles crawling across oh, a oh. beach. Anyway. So... You try to play, uh, pray to Lucifer. Uh, this this has nothing to do with that, by the way. I just drew a card from the deck. Um, nothing happens. So I don't hear a response or anything? You, you are so used to him talking back to you. It's not even funny. You're used to going into a full trance and falling through shadow hell, basically. But this time, nothing. It's happens. like praying to God. Is Alex saying that out loud? No, they're just thinking it. (laughs) But either way, yeah, nothing happens. And that never happens. Even if he's just telling you to figure it out yourself, Lucifer always responds. So this is bizarre.
1: Yeah, Alex is kind of worried, wondering uh, what's wrong, if it's because... They didn't go and get the sword, That they do realize that now that they're back in the past, Maggie would still have that magic, whatever, Lucifer sword, um, whatever, what was it called?
0: I think I had called it the Damned Sword, or the Sword of the Damned.
1: Something like that. And, uh, and in fact has never met Alex and would have no idea who Alex is, and then it occurs to Alex that in this timeline, Satan doesn't know, well, Lucifer doesn't know who they are either.
0: Yeah, you haven't done the little ritual that actually gave you that initial bond with Lucifer to bring you to their attention and to make you relevant. You are no longer currently in this timeline a Luciferian. Not officially, anyway. No, 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 and unless you have a connection, you are not actually a member of that cult in any capacity. Does Alex know how to do the ritual? No. Alex actually walked in on it, if you'll recall. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they they walked in on Randall just praying in the back office. Now, the good news is you're going back to Boomguard. But the question is, do you want to reestablish a connection with Lucifer who obviously had very different plans?
1: Well, Lucifer did have very different plans, but he was very very helpful. That's uh That's a tricky
0: one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally, you can have the world on a plate, but you are lying in bed with the devil, almost literally. It's a little more literal than figurative, and it makes you feel a little bit bit bad. So to those ends, if you want... Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you want, you could make a side trip into... The proper city boomguard area, to try and go meet with Randall. Um, but I mean that would be driving well out of your way past where this dragon yeah. just chose to nest down.
1: I decide not to. I I consider it, you know, because I I do I am aware that we are in boomguard, but I also think about the fact that I need to try to be on Rain's good side if I want them to fix my head, and if they find out that I've pledged myself to Lucifer all over again, I I don't see that happening. Probably I just not. don't see that happening.
0: Probably not. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: However, I am going to ask Keith, um, I don't suppose you have a spare, like, uh, pistol or anything I could have just as, like, a, a backup weapon, do you?
0: And he sort of chuckles and starts fidgeting around. He's like... You, are you damaged in the head, kid? I already showed you I've got two guns. And he pulls out this big ass gun and just holds it over his shoulder. It's pointed basically right at you, but his hand is not like his fingers aren't on the trigger, but it's like pointed right in your face. So go ahead and roll actually an instinct roll to see if you have a fucking freak out real fast. Any of those dice are yours over in the other end, yeah. Thank you. 19. So in this case, rolling high is actually bad. Oh, of course. Because you're rolling your instinct to see whether or not you have a full-blown panic attack.
1: Okay, and so in that case, I shouted at him, For the love of God, dude, haven't you ever heard don't point a gun at anything you don't intend to destroy?
0: And haven't you heard that you need to have the fingers on the trigger to actually do anything with the gun?
1: Uh, yeah. Still. Gun, don't point it at people. Dude, that's like rule one.
0: Then take it out of my hand and point it away from yourself. That's rule number two.
1: Man, fuck you. I take the gun away from him.
0: And he shakes his head and says, You're going to have so much fun. How many bullets you, do I have? You have to look inside the gun. Okay, is it a revolver? It is not. It is a proper handgun. Okay, does It that, is a proper pistol. Can I roll to see if Alex knows how to eject the clip? I don't know how to eject a clip on a gun. I've never touched a real gun in my life. I'm going to let you just know how the fuck to actually basically use a gun. You're not going to be great at it. Okay. But you you are going to be competent enough to be able to figure out fairly quickly how to eject the clip, look at it, determine how many bullets in total are inside the gun, and then put the clip back and be capable of firing it.
1: Okay. So how many bullets are in it?
0: Counting the one that's in the chamber, eight. Eight. Which I'm pretty sure is actually supposed to be a fairly normal number of bullets, but I could be completely wrong because I don't really know guns personally. It's why I'm just saying that it's a big-ass handgun. Rather than it is a Smith Wesson 74Q <laughs> with an ejaculate trigger. No, I don't I don't know guns that well. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> It, it, this is why eventually I would like to make Mythos accessible to people, so that if they want to get that persnickety about firearms, they can. But the heart and soul of this game for us is effectively the investigation, the problem-solving, the character interactions, yeah. not the how big a gun is it really. Uh,
1: so as we're driving, I ask him, so um, how exactly do we fight a dragon?
0: Very, very carefully. I know that sounds stupid and obvious, but I haven't done it uh, before myself. This is going to be a brand new territory for me. All I know is that they have weaknesses, they have weak spots, but it's hard to figure out exactly where they're going to be. Obviously, the eyes aren't going to be exactly the toughest part of them. If they open their mouth, they're probably going to breathe fire, but you can probably shoot in there and hit a few things. But their scales are tough as hell. Um, can I borrow your phone so I can do some research uh, while you drive? Yeah, sure, why not? And he pulls out his phone and he passes it back to you. Alright,
1: and uh, I'm
0: gonna research dragons and how to fight them. Alright, do a quick roll. Not, not I... how to train them, though. How to fight them. Do a quick roll because this is actually going to be the last thing that you do before you guys get to the dragon.
1: Watch the dice. It's gonna die is gonna fail me now probably I rolled a 20 and a 19 with it Nine. Nine. Not Nine. Yeah, a biscuit so so i don't find anything out nothing helpful just read a wikipedia page about
0: dragons i mean a wikipedia page about dragons in this universe would be helpful yeah
1: except then i realized as i get to the at bottom of it these that it was the dragons of how to train your dragon
0: no. Uh, I'm I'm not going to shit on you entirely here. Okay. You don't find out a ton. You, you don't, for example, find out necessarily about different, per se, breeds of dragon or anything like that. Uh-huh. All you manage to find out is that, as Keith said, their soft spots, like on any other kind of animal, are their weak spots. Okay. And that the trickiest part with any kind of dragon hunting, which is a very rare sport for people to try and get into because it is so dangerous the few people that get into it mention that you probably do want something with a little range and something that is fast you don't want to get bogged down trying to use any kind of melee weapon and you don't want to get bogged down trying to use something that needs a lot of prep work Okay. and unfortunately that's all you're really able to find out so basically, you are well-adjusted to this. It's just not going to be easy. This is going to be a struggle. Can dragons talk? A little bit. Okay. They, they, they can communicate just enough to get across what it is that they want. They can't necessarily get across that they thought that the film Masters of Disguise was almost good. <laughs> they, they, they can't. They can't articulate big things like that. They, they can just get across sort of the gist of things. Okay. So as you're driving, it is, it's almost sunup. When you reach the edge of this very large, it's not quite a mountain, but this very large set of towering hills. And you can see through the woods at these hills where there's little holes in the side of these hills that are obviously leading down in caves so you do have to abandon the cab now anything that you leave behind you're not going to be able to have during the fight obviously Um, what do you want to do?
1: Um, I'm going to go in bringing the boomstick my shitty homemade bow and 20 arrows and then um, I've also got my knife and the handgun uh, tucked into my waistband and I'll roll to 14 for some reason.
0: Keith knows as the boomstick and asks where you got it.
1: Oh, um... I, uh... Stole it from... A house.
0: Did you steal it from a mage?
1: Um, I stole it from a private collection. I don't think the person actually, uh... Did magic themselves.
0: I just asked because it has some runes on it that I don't recognize. Oh.
1: Um, Kiji... I mean, could you take a look and see if maybe you can tell me a little bit more about what it does?
0: A lot of different kinds of magic, kid. That I can tell you. I can use fire magic and earth magic, and I see both of those on there. There's five other runes that I just don't recognize. I said he has two. There there are seven. I'm sorry. I was off by a little bit. There are seven other kinds of rune on there that he just doesn't recognize.
1: What other kinds of magic are there? A lot. So if um, if I'm not uh, exactly a mage, will will this still be of any use to me?
0: Not really. No, magic when it comes to elemental stuff, which is what the ma- us mages can do, it's it's something you're either born with or you're not. It, it's just a thing. It's innate. It's in us.
1: Okay, well, look, this thing is still mine, but if it's going to be more used to you fighting a dragon, why don't you hold on to it for now?
0: And he blinks, and he stares at it for a long second, he's like, I'm not sure that I can use it any better than you can. I mean, obviously, I can use the fire and earth sigils on it, but the other seven, I don't know them. I can't access that yet. Not until I am gifted with it. I I don't know how to describe it. It's weird.
1: Okay, well... If you want to borrow it, like I said, you know, you let me borrow your gun so you can borrow the boomstick if you need to.
0: I appreciate that. You hold on to it just in case. Just in case I lose mine and you can pass that over to me. Okay. And you guys begin climbing into the hills. I will say, go ahead and roll a d20 there real quick. I rolled another nine. rolled several nines today. You hear something. That's the best way to describe it, is you hear something. Oh. Oh? I'm in the woods. Somebody
1: else is also in the woods.
0: I mean, it is a voice. You can make out it's a voice, but you don't recognize this voice.
1: Oh, I was talking about, I just remembered that rain is also in the woods. But I don't know if it's in the same woods.
0: They're not, but... Uh, it, We'll get to that in a minute.
1: Because I was thinking, like, Rain is super far away off in, um, wherever the Foxville, But then I remembered, no, that's not where Rain lived. Rain lived in Boongard.
0: Yeah. Silly goose.
1: I am a silly goose.
0: Anyway, now, you're hearing voices that you don't recognize. Okay. Several voices. What are they saying? They're muttering, it's in the caves. It's...
1: And then uh, I uh, I nudge uh, Keith and
0: I whisper. Do you hear that? The fuck are you talking about? I don't hear shit.
1: You don't hear that whispering.
0: No. I uh, I hear you whispering like an idiot.
1: Okay, I strain my ears to try to hear more. each one of you? I'm gonna try a different one. Probably a good call. Or perhaps not, because that's the second time I've rolled a four with that die.
0: As you're trying to strain your ears to hear more of the whispers, you can hear the whispers are still happening, but they're just blurring into each other. You can't make out what the exact word is. Uh, which direction are they coming from? All around you.
1: Uh, at the risk of making Keith think I'm a crazy person, I'm going to call out, Hello? Who's there?
0: Or AD-20. Or AD-20, <laughs> 17. Next time, just throw them straight down. That seemed to work for you <laughs> a little too well. So, you call out, hello, who's there? And the whispers respond. That one can hear us. That one can hear us. That one can hear us. Why can they hear us? Why can they hear us? Why can they hear us?
1: Do you think they can hear us? I can hear you.
0: Who are you? I'm sorry, yeah, keep keep on going.
1: My little arms. Fifteen.
0: And this time, you're able to notice that it's definitely coming from all around you. And specifically, you're noticing that it's coming from specific spots. There's, There's one over there, and there's one over there.
1: Um, well, I approach whatever the closest spot is, and I say again, Well, who are you? Why can I hear you?
0: And the voice very, very clearly says to you, I am mighty and green, and I've been here since before your father's fathers. And Keith turns and stares at you and says, why the fuck are you talking to a tree?
1: You don't? You seriously do not hear them talking?
0: I mean, they're whispering, clear as day. Alright, kid, I'm gonna keep walking. You stay here and have your hallucinogenic breakdown. I don't know why you decided you need to take drugs before this, or why you're crazy, but you stay here. I'm gonna go save my friend.
1: And it suddenly dawns on me that I have recently suffered some serious head trauma. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this is simply a side effect of that.
0: It very well could be.
1: Because Keith's not hearing anything. Nope. And trees are not known for being conversationalists.
0: Nope.
1: So I cast some side-eye at the tree, and I follow after Keith. And I say, I'm sorry about that. Um, I don't know what happened. I think I mentioned head drama, right? Let's go with that.
0: And he sort of grins and he shakes his head and he's like, Kid, you are something else. So you continue up further into the hills. And that's when you spot a similar, or not similar, familiar-looking figure in the distance, wandering seemingly lost through the trees, just looking up, trying to get their bearings.
1: Perhaps clad in a white robe. (laughs) <laughs> Clad in
0: white robe. And the figure spots you. And starts walking towards you. I mean, you recognize Alex, but you can't quite remember the context. You remember that they were there when you died. You're pretty sure that they had something to do with it. But you also remember that they have helped you as well. So I say...
2: Hello? Is there someone there?
1: And as rain approaches, I shout, Holy shit, it worked!
2: What are you talking about? You're alive! Of course I'm alive. (laughs) Yeah, but...
0: And now to try and explain around to Keith.
1: Uh, I look at Keith and I say, Time travel. And then I look back- (laughs) I look back to- to Rain and- and say, um, look, this might be hard to believe, but, um, I'm from the future, and, um, in the future you- you promised me that you would help me, um, I had some head trauma, and you promised me that you were gonna, um, fix my head in exchange for me, uh, saving my friend Leslie. And I'm still trying to save Leslie, but having a fixed head would really help.
2: Leslie? Where is Leslie? Uh,
1: dragon. got Leslie. We are on our way to fight a dragon.
2: Okay. Well. I can't say that I know exactly who you are.
1: Yeah, I know this is all really difficult to believe, but you, you, you can, you can fix my head and you can make me better, and and then I can fight a dragon and help you, and everything will be great.
2: You know, I've come across some people in the woods this evening, and I just don't know if I can trust you. <laughs> you did,
1: you did promise. I know it's in the future, and I, it might be hard to believe, but really, I. What what do you need me to do to prove that I'm not going to hurt you?
2: Just show me that you're telling the truth.
0: you got a fairly good feeling about this, but you do still want to see the proof. Show me the proof. What proof? Proof that you're telling the truth, that you are from the future and that you came back to resurrect Rain. Would that be... I didn't,
1: I didn't tell them that I came back to resurrect them. I, I left that um, detail out because I, I didn't want to explain who killed Rain. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Uh, so what kind of proof are you looking for? I
2: need, I need to know where Leslie is exactly so that I will know how to help her.
1: Now, is Keith at all surprised that I know that it's Leslie that the dragon took? Because I don't remember if he uh, mentioned that it was Leslie. I know he said it was a friend of his. But I I feel like I coyly... uh, Played
0: over that, or glossed over that? Yeah,
1: that Alex just kind of went, Oh, I'm just a driver, la-dee-da. I mean, I don't remember. It was just last week, but I don't remember.
0: (laughs) He's hearing it, but you also have to realize his instinct is a five, which means that although he isn't, say, stupid by any stretch, uh, he's just not picking up on the fact that he didn't tell you that. So... Why do you know that? Ah, okay. Yeah, he's he's just not cluing into the fact that this should be something you don't know.
1: Okay, uh, I look at Keith and I say, "Hey, Keith, give me give me your notebook."
0: He's like, "Just I,
1: just for a second, your notebook."
0: I don't give anybody my notebook, kid.
1: Okay, uh, fine. And uh, I pull um, his notebook that I have, his his notebook that I held on to out of my back pocket and I hold it up for him and I said, this is your notebook, right?
0: How the fuck do you have that? Dude, time travel. And he reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out the notebook and he stares at you and he stares at you and says, what the fuck happened?
1: Time travel.
0: And then I, <laughs> then I look over at, uh, and he he stops you and he I... marches over and he grabs your shoulder and he slams you against a tree. You are a lot smaller than this dude. He slams you against a tree and says, How did you get my notebook? You died, okay?
1: The kid, the vampire kid, killed you.
0: He takes a deep breath and he exhales. He takes a few steps back and he throws the notebook into the woods and just shouts, FUCK!
1: And so then I look back at uh, Rain and
2: say, See? Future! Please help. Yeah, this is... This is too much. I'll go along with it. Okay, <laughs> thank you. That was Keith's reaction to
1: <laughs> Alright, so um, how does this whole healing process work? And we all look to Null.
0: <laughs> I mean, technically speaking... Rain has already done it once to themselves before they died. It's as easy as rolling five dice just to see what happens, how it shakes out. Collection of d20s. <laughs> not that
1: that's not what Itzy uh, uh, <coughs> is rolling. Uh, no, let's just hand me back the collection of uh, d20s I still had on the uh, board.
0: All oh, of which have failed her. <laughs> yeah.
1: Why don't I roll the twenty once to determine how many arrows I have? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moment of truth. All oh. ones. Goodness. No, there's a few twos. Three twos. Three twos <laughs> and two, three ones. two ones. So a nice little eight there. <laughs> That's pretty bad. So. Rain very half-heartedly heals me.
0: And <laughs> certainly not your best work. Yes. I'm still slightly skeptical. Mm-hmm. To reference D&D, Rain performs lay hands to attempt to cure your brain. And you have no idea if it worked. You have no idea if it worked. Am I still in love with myself? Thankfully, no. Oh, okay. That's been healed at least. Yeah. You you do feel at least a little more normal. But you have no idea what that actually means. You have no idea if that means that you are better. Or if it just fixed a few things but not everything. You really have no form of context as to what is now fixed, because if it were an external wound, that'd be one thing. Uh-huh. But being internal, you really have no idea.
1: Well, I don't know what happened, but I think it helped. Thank you.
2: You're
0: welcome. Um. And Keith shakes his head and says, Well, this has all been very sweet and nice, and I'm glad that we're getting along they're all friends. But let's go kill a goddamn dragon.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ah. Uh... Totally looking forward to that. What am I getting myself into? (laughs) Well, you've got the magic lightning staff thingy. That'll help against a dragon.
2: How do you know what my staff does? (laughs) Do I
1: really need to keep saying I'm from the Time travel!
0: Time travel!
1: (laughs) What is that? Time travel!
0: (laughs) And at that point, Keith's phone starts ringing do I still have his phone or did I give it back to him you did eventually give it back Okay. or at least I was assuming you gave it back to him and he pulls out his phone and he stares at it for a long second he blinks and he answers it and he's like Leslie are you okay and you hear a terse voice on the other side but you can't hear the words and he takes a step away mutters we're here we're coming to get you it'll be okay and then he pulls the phone away And he puts it back in his pocket Leslie
2: <sighs>
0: So
1: did What happened? What's going on?
0: The dragon took her because of something she has It's apparently a deck of cards It's, it's determined oh. to get its claws on it And she's been trying to hide Deeper and deeper in the cave Trying to get away from this thing Pulling cards whenever she gets chance but it keeps trying to take the deck and keeps attacking her any time that she does.
2: Alright, we gotta get in there. Yes. Let me guess. You had something to do with this. Time travel huh?
1: <laughs> Um yes, I, I recovered um this deck of cards. It's called the Pinch Deck, um, from uh this house that Leslie had me um go into, uh for um uh to fight some vampires and stuff. Uh, that's all a long story, um, but, yeah, so, let's, let's go, uh, help her get out of there.
0: And Keith goes, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's take a step back. Pinch, as in Thomas Pinch, the madman? Uh, I, I, I have no idea i vote we let the fucking dragon take the cards. Okay, we can do that, but first we get Leslie. Yes.
1: I don't give a shit about the cards now, okay? I just, I want to make sure Leslie's okay. Okay? She's my friend.
0: If she has the cards, I'm kind of thinking we say keep Leslie. The pinch deck is nothing to fuck around with. Anything pinch touched is not to be fucked around with. How do you people not know this basic fucking shit? Thomas Pinch was a fucking crazy person. The way he fucked around with magic was like freaking Hitler with a nuke. You just don't fuck with it. Do you want a Hitler nuke in your back pocket? I don't think that you do.
1: Look, if you don't want to help, you know, if you're too scared, that's all well and good. You can go back to the cab, wait there. But I'm going in there, and I'm going to help Leslie.
0: And he takes a deep breath, and he sighs. I'm going to go. But I swear to God, the second that things start to look bad, I'm cutting and I'm running. Because you may be stupid enough to get yourself killed by a monster on behalf of one lady and a deck of cards. But I've seen this happen too many times to too many friends. I'm not going to get killed myself doing something stupid. Fine, let's go. And he shakes his head. And he double checks that his gun is in its holster, and he double checks that he has his boomstick on hand, and he starts trudging up further into the woods and up the hill.
1: All right, and I follow after him.
0: A party of three. Yeah. I'm presuming that you're following I tag along on behind, yeah. yes. I and mean, I'm like, <laughs> the oh no, Rage just inside the ditch.
1: On, to
2: Gotta save my Leslie.
1: Get. So... I don't know all the words to
0: that song I don't even know what song you're
1: It's uh, uh, The Road Goes Ever On um, It's a song with Bilbo Baggins
0: yeah. So you guys reach the mouth of this cave And the only reason that you know That it's the right cave Is you can see trees torn in half At the mouth of the cave
1: Yeah the dragons are not known for their sneakiness
0: Or how small they are This thing is big That is also true so it's clambered into this cave, and you guys have to sort of weasel your way over these logs. I need both of you to roll a d20 real quick. And actually, I need to as well real fast.
1: I'm sorry, what are we rolling for?
0: Climbing over the logs.
1: Okay. And I rolled a 12. And my... 14. Of what, am I, what's, what am I adding this to? My finesse? Or fortitude? Yes. Uh, uh, finesse. Finesse, that's a total of 18.
2: Excellent.
0: And for you? Nineteen. And for poor Keith, that is an eleven.
1: Ah, well I guess we're going to have to help Keith up.
0: (laughs) Keith gets really frustrated after a while and points his boomstick. Boom! (laughs) Instead of doing fire, something different happens this time. You watch as the ground itself lifts, forms two arches that throw the trees aside, and he's like fuck stealth and sneakiness i'm getting this fucking cave whether or not this fucking forest wants me to and he charges through past you guys as you both are just staring at the two arches that have just been made out of dirt and he's like as he just <laughs> grumbles his way deeper into the cave
1: you know in the first couple episodes i really didn't care for keith at all but he's uh, he's grown on me
0: <laughs> i'm really happy that he's back that's all i can really say He's, he's you were just...
1: not happy when I let him die.
0: <laughs> oh no, I fully expected you to let him die. I, I didn't know exactly how that was going to play out. I knew he was going to die, but I'm just very happy to have him back, because there's this whole other side to him that you guys didn't get to see. Uh huh. So it's it's this pleasure of bringing this character back and showing you this other side to him. He's a very competent vigilante and mercenary that has done this for a long time now. If, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I don't have it written down, unfortunately, anymore. But if I'm not mistaken, he's been doing this for about almost 15 years.
1: Okay. He's what, in his, his 30s, early um, 40s? Mid-30s.
0: Okay. Uh, he's been doing it since he was about 20. Uh, instead of, you know, being a good college student, he would go out and kill vampires and shit like that.
1: (laughs) Who didn't do that in college, am I right? There's a time and a place for everything. It's called college.
0: Yeah. So. To those ends, he's marching into the cave. You two are presumably following. And as you're making your way through, you can see spots on the ground where just huge sections of rock have been just torn to... torn apart. You can see scratches leading through the cavern. Deeper and deeper. When you reach a fork in the road, there are three tunnels. Which one do you want to go down?
2: Well, we could split up.
1: Um, I vote we stick together. Uh, if we run into a dragon, we're not gonna want to run into it on our own. Um... So can I see down any of the tunnels um, uh, if rock, more rock has been dug up or anything down any one in particular? I mean, you can certainly do a vision roll, to see what you can see. Yeah, I'd like to do a vision roll, on which I roll 17. That's actually twenty two. Yeah,
2: very good. Yeah.
0: So you're looking down each of these tunnels, trying to get a feel for what is in each of them, or if anything's been torn up. Or footsteps would also be a thing I'd be looking for. Yeah. I mean, most of the passageways are now fairly solid rock. There's not going to be a lot in the way of soft dirt underfoot through here. Mm -hmm. But what you can see is that each passageway seems to have some damage to it. There's one passageway, the one on the far left, that seems more damaged. But you don't know if that was previous damage or recent damage. What do you guys say we take the left one? Sounds good to me. Alright. Personally, I'm voting the far right.
1: You want to take the far right? Why?
0: Because that one is the least likely to kill us. How do you know
2: that?
1: But the the dragon might be chasing Leslie, so if it went down that, hole, or that tunnel, then that might be where she is.
0: Mm, yes... But like I said, I'm down here trying not to die. So if we want to go down the left tunnel, that one's going to be on you guys. I personally vote for this other tunnel, because if this thing is down here, it's least likely to be on that side, and we might still find something. Whether it's other people, Leslie, the deck, or maybe something else left behind. Alright, fine. Let's try this right tunnel. So you guys begin down the right tunnel and the further and further you're going down because it is at a downward slope the more that you're starting to get the feeling that this was not the right way Mm -hmm. but you're finding that it's weaving over further and further to the left Okay. Finally you reach this spot where it gets very very narrow To the point where you'll have to crawl through it. And Keith looks at this little gap and says, I can't fit through there. You're welcome to check and see if you would be able to fit through there. Well, I know so, I will.
1: I'm little. You I'm, are itty bitty.
0: I'm quite large. <laughs> you, you're a bulky angel person. And Keith is a bulky dude. All so right. that leaves itty bitty Alex to well. go through the tiny gap.
1: You guys uh, stay here for a minute. I'm going to scout through just a little bit.
0: I won't go far. And Keith nods and sits down on a rock that he just caused to form out of the ground. He's like, whoop, sit. (laughs) Good. Please be careful. Yep. Subtext, please be careful. I didn't heal your ass for nothing. (laughs) So you shimmy your way through this tiny little rock passage. It's about fifteen feet long, and at its narrowest, you're literally crawling along on your elbows. When you finally do pop out the other side, you come face to face with a hyperventilating Leslie. Oh! And she's hyperventilating because this thing on the other side of this good-sized rock that she's hiding behind is snorting jets about twelve feet long of flame. find you, and I'll get that deck.
1: Leslie, just give it the fucking deck so we can get out of here.
0: No, I can't do that. You know why I can't do that. You know how powerful these cards are.
1: Look, on the other side of that tunnel is Keith and Ray. Just give it the fucking deck, and we can get out of here. The dragon will just bury the deck in its horde of shit, and like, what the fuck is a vampire... Keep doing that. Keep doing (laughs) I keep trying to call a a dragon a vampire. (laughs) A drampire. Just give it the fucking deck, and we can get out of here. We don't have to worry about it. What the hell is it going to do with the fucking deck? It's just going to look at it and think
0: about how pretty it is. And as you're saying all of that, she pulls another card, nine of spades, and shakes her head and says card's not going to do it. That won't do it. That won't do it. And she shoves the card back into the deck and she's just compulsively shuffling it nervously. Okay,
1: can I try to take it away from her? Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so roll to snatch the deck away from (laughs) Leslie. And I roll... That is literally the third time I've rolled a four with that die.
0: Okay. That's a bad die. You go to snatch the deck and she jerks away and says, what the fuck do you think you're doing?
1: Leslie, we need to get out of here. Okay, at least come back down this tunnel with me and get away from the dragon
0: I'm going to try rolling uh, intellect here for uh, Leslie, because you're speaking perfectly good common sense. Let's see if she's willing to listen to it. Oh, wait, was that? No, that wasn't the die I was using for her. I'm going to use that die for her. She listens to you. I can't see it. What? It's a 14. Oh, okay. She listens to you. Uh, her final score, by the way, is a 19. And she shakes her head, and she's like, you know how powerful These cards are, Alex. They brought us back in time. Imagine how much they could help the world. We can't just let them get buried in a pile of shit.
1: We don't know what they do. We could damage as much as we could help. Please, just...
0: You're welcome to try again. Taking them. I mean, she's listening to you. She's not leaning away from you. She's leaning in to try and talk to you. Alright, fine. We don't
1: give them to the dragon. But we gotta hide these. These, we can't let these get into the wrong hands. But we can't use them. I mean, the dragon! We we summoned a dragon with them. Maybe not directly, but it happened.
0: Oh, when I said you're welcome to try again, I was saying you're welcome to try and snatch them from her. Oh. But I mean, that that was wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and roll again to see if she listens to reason. Okay. Another 14. 14. <laughs> and, okay, I'm going to say, she nods, and she's like, okay, where, where do we stash them? How do we hide these things? Because it's like it sniffs it out of the air.
1: I, I don't know. We, that's, that can be the second thing we worry about. The first thing we worry about is getting the absolute fuck out of here. Do, 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 oh, a two.
0: You got very goddamn lucky.
1: Was that uh, the dragon's die? That is the dragon.
0: <laughs> so you smell smoke, and you f- see as you're looking up onto the top of this rock... This giant clawed foot on top of the rock. And you can see the edges of the claws digging into the rock. But it pulls back, and it sounds like it's stomping away to a different corner of this room. Okay. Come on, Leslie. I know the way out of here. Nine? Nine. Yes. She's like, where do we hide the cards, Alex? How do we hide them? It's just going to follow us.
1: Look, let's figure that out after we get out of here. Okay, then we can then we can take some time to think. Figure it out. Maybe maybe Rain or Keith will have an idea. Let's just get back to them for now.
0: Alright. She is muttering to herself and still shuffling the cards. But she looks at them and she slides them into her pocket inside her little coat because she's just wearing this itty-bitty little coat and she just goes right into her pocket, right? She pulls her hand out. She's still holding the cards. She goes to do it again. She pulls her hand out. She's still holding the cards. Okay, I'm going to try to take them again. Go for it. Let me, let me get all of my dice yeah. out of the way here. I'm sorry. I'll let you pick. Which one do you want? The one that was doing good for you for a roll or two? Yeah. 17. That is much better. Much better. So, what's the final score on that?
1: Uh, what are we doing? Uh, finesse? Yeah. It'll be 23.
0: That is very good. <laughs> you managed to snatch the cards out of her hand, and what do you want to do with those now that you've actually got them in your hand?
1: I am going to put them in my back pocket where Keith's notebook had been. Okay. Actually, it's, I guess it's still there. I didn't actually give it to him. I was gonna, but then he threw his away. So no longer felt the need to give it
0: to him. Yeah. So you tuck the cards into your back pocket, and they feel right at home there. It's it's as though they're they just fit perfectly. It's yeah. You don't even really feel them back there. It's a great fit. Okay. And she sighs. And go ahead and roll that d20 again. Oh, you're going to use the one that's not betrayed you? Yes. Except now it did. I rolled a three. So you turn around and you go to start crawling back through. (laughs) And she snatches them out of my back pocket. No. Oh. (laughs) No. Uh, You start crawling through. Okay, I would usher her
1: in first, though.
0: Okay. As you're ushering her in, you see something in her hand, though. She's still got the fucking deck. She still has the fucking deck.
1: I pat my, my
0: back pocket. You pat your back pocket, and the deck's not there. You don't know how the hell you she pulled that off. I am very frustrated. Give
1: a very resigned sigh. And assume that one of the cards she drew has somehow essentially glued the pinch
0: deck to her hand. In effect, yes. Okay. Specifically, once you drew that last card, the Nine of Spades, uh-huh. the deck is now cursed and will not leave her hand under any circumstances. It will always reappear back in her hand like clockwork. And to those ends, as she's crawling through the tunnel, you're watching, she's holding the deck in the palm of her hand, kind of like someone just holds a TV remote, Mm -hmm. and she's not even holding it in her hand with her fingers. She's placing her palm down on the cave floor, and when she raises her hand, the cards are just staying there. The entire deck is just, like, magnetized into the palm of her hand. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. She has gone through some serious shit in about the last six hours, (laughs) just shuffling the cards and grabbing them. And that's when her phone begins to ring about halfway through the 15-foot passage. Okay, but I'm still right behind her, right? Yes. Okay. You can actually see her phone blinking in her back pocket. Okay. And then you remember something. Both of your phones broke, exploded, specifically, when you got here. So why is her phone suddenly working again? I assume she
1: took Rosie's
0: phone. Nope. No. Nope? Another one of the cards. Oh, gotta give her phone back? One of the cards will fix a random specific broken object.
1: Huh. Well, lucky her.
0: Yep.
1: So, poor Alex is still without a phone.
0: Poor Alex is still without a phone. But you can see through her back pocket that specifically the person calling in this case is Keith calling to see if you made it through alive and found her.
1: Yeah, hey, you're hiding from a, uh, a dragon, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a call and possibly give away your location. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had him
0: call her again earlier. <laughs> <laughs> can so, I hit him over the head? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Cluck.
2: <laughs> Not <laughs> enough to hurt him, just enough to be like, you what idiot. the F are you doing?
1: Very Three Stooges-esque. <laughs> Roll a d20 to
2: see Uh-oh. if he lets you in. <laughs> Well, he won't let me. Is that a nine or a six? I cannot tell. That is a six.
0: As you go to... No, it's a nine. Just kidding. As you go to whack him in the back of the head, he catches your wrist with the boomstick. and just goes, "Uh -uh." (laughs) (laughs) uh-uh. Uh-uh. And he lowers his arm back down. You can hear some sniffing around the hole at the other end of the passage that you just crawled away from. Uh Uh-huh. And you hear a growl, but nothing immediately happens. What would you like to do?
1: So Leslie and I are out on the other side where Keith and uh, Rain are?
0: No, you're still crawling through the passage. Okay. But you hear growling at the end you just crawled away from. You're in the middle of the passage, and that thing is growling behind you. Okay, Leslie, we, you gotta step it up. The, thing's, the thing knows where we're at. Doo 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 loop fire at my butt dude no. Is that a sixteen? No. <laughs> that was a sixteen. Let me double check this thing's
2: Uh-oh.
0: Yeah, it's in I mean its instinct isn't great. Its instinct is only a ten, but uh, it oh, definitely it's higher instinct than mine. I mean you have to understand, a dragon's base stats start at fifteen by default. <sighs> So 10 is low. On oh, this okay. So it's a dumb dragon. Good to know. <laughs> it's dumb, strong, and pissed off is what it is. So the problem is, yes, it has noticed you. <laughs> the problem is, yes. yes. <laughs> it's not a smart dragon, but it has noticed you. And you guys are crawling around on your elbows trying to get through this skinny little narrow chasm to get to the other side. And I have bad news
1: it's breathing fire up my
0: butt. It is going to breathe fire up your butt, if if it can It wants to. <laughs> Two! Two! <laughs> Saved by the dice. <laughs> that is lucky as shit. It
1: fills the tunnel with smoke.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it shoots flames into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, the flames don't quite manage to reach far enough in this case. It didn't inhale long enough. Mm, So it just like licks
1: the soles of my
0: shoes? Yeah, you can feel the hem of your pants trying to catch fire. And the tunnel is filling with smoke, so it's very unpleasant. It's hard to breathe in here. You're getting dazed. But, you're going to be able to get out. Okay. The two of you shuffle out to the other side, fall through as just this Mm. vent of black smoke is just billowing out. And Keith is like, well shit, I guess you did it. Now, I would like you to roll, and I need to roll as well, to see if you guys notice the pinch deck in her hand. And she shuffles a bow. Five. And a two. We don't notice shit. (laughs) So, you get to share with the class what Leslie and her infinite wisdom has been doing this whole time.
1: Okay, before I do that, uh, I'm going to get to my feet and give Leslie a hug. I'm just happy to see her and
0: glad she's okay. And she hugs you back very tightly. She looks at rain over your shoulder, but she's hugging you very, very tightly. Okay. And you do see this. And I'm speechless. I can imagine why. So.
2: Um, After that. (laughs) Uh...
1: Slap
0: her, silly. No.
1: (laughs) That would be mean. So I tell the other two, uh, so Leslie's been using the pinch deck, and it is now
0: stuck to her hand, it seems. And Keith just begins to laugh, just riotously. He falls on his ass, laughing and laughing and laughing. And when he finally starts to bring the laughter back down under control, he's like, <laughs> you, you, You're so ridiculous. You're up my ass about how you want to cure the vampires, and you're using that evil fucking thing. (laughs) You idiots. Oh my god. We're all going to die. That one's on you. You get to talk now.
1: Alex is contemplating whether or not they should tell Keith that the the Order of St. Tenet never actually planned to cure the vampires.
0: Go for it, but... You you have company.
1: Yeah, I know that's that, that's part of why I am not saying anything. I, I want to stay on Rain's
2: good side for the time being. <laughs> not a bad call. <laughs> Especially given what I you know I just saw oh, a hug. between
0: the two of you. <laughs>
2: How dare we hug? <laughs> the,
0: Rain, as far as they're concerned, the the breakup is still fairly fresh and pretty. Ah, sure. Right? very very recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like it, that's a big reason why rain wasn't helping leslie before is mm. yeah they, breakup. Okay, Yeah. So. there's still some bad blood there it's like come on are you really really so yeah uh keith is laughing his ass off at you guys uh is there anything in particular you would like to do mm-hmm. or say no no so after she finally stops hugging you and you finally stop hugging her She goes back to just nervously shuffling the cards. Just continuously. Leslie, Leslie, please don't draw another one. She's like, what if one of them just gets us out of here? What if one of them kills the dragon or sends it back home or turns us all into wizards? I don't know. What if one of them makes you drop dead instantly or one of us drop dead instantly? Have any of them been that bad yet?
1: Um, one made me super drunk and made me crash my cab.
0: I mean, that was your mistake driving a cab drunk, but... Okay,
1: I had to get away from the vampires. I I had few options.
0: (sighs) Now, most people wouldn't see being drunk as devastating.
1: Okay, I'm gonna look at Keith and Rain, like, uh... For their opinion.
2: I think we need to get out of here right now.
1: (laughs) Well, the dragon seems to know like i mean if if it it knew where the deck was, that's how it found Leslie. how do we if it can follow it, we're gonna have to deal with the dragon sooner or later.
2: Can we destroy the deck?
1: Um I don't know, as long as it's in her hand, it's probably not going to be uh feasible without also hurting her.
0: Keith squints and says, "Are you able to like uh, are you able to draw a card and hold the card or does it go straight back into the deck?"
1: Is he asking me this?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, you're the one who seems yeah. to know the most about the deck Other than her, she's resilient or not resilient, resistant to any sort of questioning about the deck right now. Um, no, you can't like set the cards aside or anything. They
1: they just go right back to the deck.
0: And he sighs and says, we could have tried to just burn them individually. I mean, it's not an ideal solution, but if we can destroy them, then maybe it'll fix things.
1: You got a lighter?
0: And he holds up his oh, dumb. boomstick, and he's like, <laughs> whoosh. And it, it just looks like a torch right now. It's, it's kind of fantastic. Alright, let's try one, and I draw a card off the deck. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna <laughs> regret this. Probably.
0: <laughs> you only just barely got fixed from all your other draws. I know. Mm, four of diamonds. And let's see what that does. Oh, have you detected the themes yet to the uh suits? No. Okay. Cause there is a theme to each suit. So does anything happen? Not that you can tell, no.
1: Okay. What? I check my pockets.
0: Uh, Everything still seems to be in place.
1: And then I hold out the card for Keith to burn it.
0: And he holds out his boomstick and starts to burn the card. And the card starts to smoke purple, then teal, then purple, and then white. And then you hear this hissing sound... That sounds like someone, probably a snake person, is very, very fucking angry. And then the entire card starts to seemingly dissolve into just this liquid as it collapses out of your hand. But parts of it, the corner you're holding, are very, very hot and they like melt onto your fingertips. Ow. Yeah. So that stings like a bitch, but the card is definitely gone.
1: So the card is destroyed. Yes. So the four of diamonds has been destroyed. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, it does seem to work. Keith, why don't you do the next one? Sorry, just drawing down that card is gone now. Because I'm not sure if you guys are actually going to make it through the whole deck. Do yeah, probably this. not. <laughs> this, this seems like a catastrophic notion to me. <laughs> Even though one of the characters I'm voicing said it. I'm like, this is, this is a bad idea. This has bad written all over it. Why are, Why are they going through with this? Ace of Diamonds So uh, I've got some bad news The card that Keith pulled Is the Ace of Diamonds And in that second You hear another hiss Like backwards The stuff on your fingertips Disappears And the deck like goes Pops
1: So the other card just came back
0: Yeah, that was the fix-a-broken-item card. Ah. (laughs) And he's like, well, I guess that's not going to work. Yeah. And he's like, should I bother setting this on fire? Nah. And he just shoves it back into Leslie's hand. Reen, would you be willing to draw a card to see if they can help the group? I'm hesitant, but I draw a card. You read the card, Jack of Spades... And then, abruptly, there's a popping sound, like a just a giant cork gun almost the size of a cannon going off, and suddenly Rain just disappeared. You have no idea where the fuck Rain just went, but you're shitting bricks, because this is like every nightmare you had about this deck realized. Meanwhile Rain, you just appeared in the middle of what appears to be a very, very nice mansion. You have no idea what the hell just happened. You're like, all right, I can, I can deal with this. Oh dear, <laughs> <laughs> <The> Herschel Mansion.
1: <laughs> I'm not telling you what mansion
2: that is. Uh, this place seems vaguely familiar. <laughs> I don't
1: think you ever went to H- the Herschel Mansion as a ghost. Yes. As a ghost. Oh, that's right.
0: Age.
2: Yes, yes, you followed me. That's right.
0: I will say, on a final note, you don't actually recognize any of the details of this house.
2: Right. It's just hazily familiar
1: (laughs) or it could just be a different mansion
0: huh I'll never tell
1: Midtown Mythos is brought to you by Branigan and Null if you've enjoyed the show please subscribe, rate, and review us with your favorite podcast site We like to share news and memes on Facebook and Twitter at Midtown Mythos. And more mythos can be found at MidtownMythos.com.